Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 251 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. What's happening, Babs? How are you? Oh my word, where did you pull that out of? Babs? I don't know, I was, <laughs> I was feeling hip and cool. Oh, what's happening? Well, we went from being super slow to super crazy busy. I'm headed out to Buffalo to see my girlfriends for Paula's birthday. And my best friend ever, Miss Heather Voss, going to Vegas next weekend, which we'll probably talk about because she's sure. the incoming NADL president. So congratulations, lady. Since you are a past president, do you have any words of wisdom for Heather as she embarks on her year of NADL presidency? Words of wisdom, only that it's really, really rewarding, super gratifying, and she doesn't need my words of wisdom. She's going to kick some ass. So. Yeah, she's smarter. Yeah, she's, she's got this. <laughs> you sound like a politician. It was wow. very rewarding and very... <laughs> it is, because I just love giving back to the industry and hanging out with a lot of really great people and going to all the meetings, and it was just, a, it was really cool. Yeah. And it was during COVID, so it absolutely sucked for me. But. Yeah, that's like when we stopped doing all the in-person meetings. It was when the whole world shut down. I yeah. was inducted in January and March. Everything shut down. You did a great job. Thanks, huh? <laughs> Thanks, Babs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you mentioned Visions 21 this weekend. That's exciting. I unfortunately am not going to be able to make it, but it looks like a great lineup of speakers. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I have to miss it, but make sure you have fun and say hi to everybody for me. Yeah, and somebody on this podcast gets to stay in the presidential suite with her girlfriend. So, you know. Oh, snap. Yeah. That's what's going on. <laughs> a lot more, but a lot of serious, wonderful lectures. Absolutely. Um, we know the real reason you go. Yep. <laughs> we do. Last week, we announced that we're going to be selling T-shirts and actually, this is the last week we're selling those oh. t-shirts. We had to do kind of a short sell because we yeah. really want people to have these in time for Chicago. And Barbara, too. And Barbara to get it because in Florida, apparently UPS can't get there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But th this is the last week to order these. So we're selling shirts that, of course, raise money for the Foundation for Dental Laboratory Technology, as we always do. Barb and I don't want to make any money off y'all. We just want I got to... five. Yeah, you got five shirts. That's amazing. Yes, My son, his girlfriend, me, Sharon, and then one to sleep in. Nice. Yeah. So on these shirts, on the front, you have the podcast logo. But on the back, we have the Lab Day Chicago 2023 logo and a cool saying that says, four out of five dentists recommend a dental technician. Yeah, man. Now, we've had a few people ask, how come it's not five out of five? I asked that. You did ask me that. Uh -huh. And, well, the fifth doctor doesn't know what they're doing. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's probably right. Yeah. I disagree yeah. with that. It's the one but... you don't send your mother to. Yep. So you can get these shirts by the link on this episode show notes directly at VoicesFromTheBench.com or any of our social media pages. We're trying to promote it as much as we can because we want people to have the shirts for Lab Day and we're raising money for the foundation. But... You have to order it before January 22nd, which is like next Sunday. Yeah, so move it. Make sure you order one because after that, you're out of luck. You're going to be sad. Everybody in Chicago will have one but you. 
Let's go, Joe. Come on. Joe, Sean. I heard Sean was, you know, I actually saw it on social media that he was trying to get in on our shirts. But yeah. Just order one. Yeah, just buy one. Just order 10. You need one for every lap you swim in the pool. <laughs> exactly. So this week we talked to someone who I, of course, met online. Uh-huh. Yeah, I spend way too much time on Instagram. One of the greatest benefits of doing this podcast is being surprised to learn that people that you see online, that they're doing way more than what they just post. True to that. Other than yourself, of course. Yeah, I don't do anything other than post. Mm-hmm. Marith Backlagon, which I'm sure I just butchered, is known as RVA Tooth Fairy Online. On Instagram, I've been watching her post a lot of beautiful full art zirconia restorations or driving around in her humongous Jeep. Mm-hmm. But as you will soon learn, there is so much more to Marith. She comes on to talk about her desire to become a dentist and the moment she fell in love with dental technology work. Marith talks about going to dental tech school bringing a digital program to the school and running it, leaving to work at a private practice, and also doing what she really loves, and that's teaching others about making wonderful and functional full arch restorations. So join us as we chat with Marith Backlagon. Are you attending the LMT Lab Day show in Chicago from February 23rd to the 25th, 2023? If not, you should, because Ivoclar is going to be there to celebrate their 100-year anniversary in the dental industry. In the Ivoclar Grand Ballroom A&B, get up close and personal with Ivoclar digital technology, materials, and the epic speaker lineup. Learn firsthand from many of the industry's leading dental professionals as they share their tips and tricks for success. Come and hear from the greats like Lee Kolb, Esther Schwenning, Yuki Moma, Dr. Ed McLaren, Eric Kukuchka, and so many more. For a full list of speakers, simply visit lmtmag.com or the link on this episode and register today. But don't just go for that. Make sure you stop by and come and see us, Voices from the Bench, as this will be our home on February 24th to the 25th. Come by and say hi, record with us, and tell us what inspires you or heck, just give Ivaclara a happy 100-year shout-out on the podcast. We'll see you there, and as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Ivaclara. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. Maurice. Maurice. Back on back, back, back. <laughs> You say her first name and let her no. say her last name. They'll all just know me by my IG. They won't know yeah. my last name. <laughs> right. We'd like to welcome to the podcast someone that I've, of course, run into on Instagram. And her name is a bit unique. We just went through about five minutes of me trying to pronounce it right. <laughs> yeah. I don't I even know if I want to try it. So let me introduce you by your Instagram handle, RVA Tooth Fairy. Yeah. <laughs> Where does the RVA come from? I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia. So I figured, you know, those are my roots. That's where I started as a tech. Might as well keep them, right? Oh, yeah. Awesome. And your real name. Oh, you want me to pronounce it for you? Yes. I always... Maurice. Maurice. Yes. Maurice, yeah. What's your last name? Backlagon. Backlagon. Maurice Backlagon. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? 
<laughs> Thank you. It's Monday, you know, managing, carrying on, you know, what about you? How and you? it's Christmas, so yes. I know you're busy. Oh my God. I'm not even prepared yet. Not even close. Yeah. Ditto. So doing some extensive research online and looking at your Instagram pictures, because that's all I basically do, <laughs> I don't think there's a single picture of you holding anything but a full arch zirconia. Yeah. Is that fair to say that's about all you do? Yeah. Basically now, yeah, my job title is focusing mainly on all on X. So I do a lot of PMMA and I do a lot of zirconia. But obviously, you know, there's a shortage of us little special ceramists out there. So I specialize in all the zirconia work where I currently am at. So you do work on single units. I do, yeah. On a surprise whim, sometimes when we get those highly aesthetic cases or cases that kind of need special attention, I go ahead and grab those cases too. Nice. So let's get going. Where did you fall into this industry? How did you find it? Oh, man. So I initially was trying to go to dental school and ended up dental assisting for a pre-doc student at Virginia Commonwealth University. I'm a graduate. Nice. All right. Yeah. Commonwealth always makes it sound old school and fancy. I don't know. Why, right. But... Like we just need like fancy hats and <laughs> like 1920s garb. I don't Was know. Was uniform ruffled shirts? <laughs> I wish. I think I would have stayed there if that were the case. Ruffled shirts. Yeah. So I ended up dental assisting. Found out I did not like being in the mouth. I like being out of it. And I got linked up to. Um, the lead and only dental technician in the school. And I had no idea who she was. Cause you know, when you're not informed about what we do as a niche, you think it's the dentist doing all the work, but then she's like, no, I'm a lab technician. I was like, well, what is that? And she's like, do you like colors? I'm like, what am I five? Why should <laughs> I like colors? Like I'm, I'm 19 years old lady. But, um, yeah, she ended up getting me to come chair side, do a custom shade with a patient. And then, Boom, I fell in love. She showed me how artistic you had to be to do our line of work. So that's where I started. Wow. Yeah. So you that your first experience was with a patient and doing a custom stay. Obviously, she was doing it. And so you just watched and fell in love. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I think it was the interaction with the patient and just how kind he was. And I didn't have to be in his mouth, but I could carry on a conversation with him and kind of explain to him what we were doing, too. Yep. alongside with her. And it was so awesome. It was just a really good experience. I do love working with patients. Honestly, I go in and do custom stains as well. And they're always so appreciative and thankful. And that feeling is just amazing. It really is. Yeah. I could see, I could see where you'd fall in love with that. Yeah. So then what? So after that, I decided, hey, I'll apply to dental school, but at the same time, I'll apply to lab tech school. And of course, you know, after my interview at lab tech school, me getting in, I went ahead and took my admission to lab tech school and then ended up at a family-owned dental lab for eight years. And that was an experience in itself because I think I worked in every department because we only had like maybe five technicians and we were full service. It had been around for 30 years, 40 years when I started there. So you can imagine how ancient our equipment was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It was like being back at lab tech school because we had all this stuff that was like the first equipment ever. So, wow. So how, how long was the lab tech program? Two years? Yeah. So I graduated with my bachelor's degree from VCU and then I did two years for the lab tech school. It was a great program. The, um, 
it's really just like scraping the surface, honestly, because you really don't get really all your knowledge until you're in it, like in mm. it. Yeah. 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 Sure. It's kind of like dental school, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They teach them very, very little about what real life is. Oh man. That's for sure. I know. And bless their hearts, you know, working, I actually, after I left that lab for eight years and I went to VCU, I started the digital dentistry program there with a pros and two other people. And they had, a lot of them have no idea about digital and they were just like mind blown. And watching them kind of learn from us was humbling because you worked with the dentists that already know this stuff and are set in their ways. But then you see them before they were that way and you're like, oh my God, it's so cute. You're not going to be mean to me or tell me how to do my job, you know? (laughs) It was really cool. So did you get to do like an an internship, externship with your program? I did. Yeah. The last year that uh, I was there, that's the lab that I was at for eight years. I did my externship. Yep. Yep. And they scooped me up. They're like, hey, do you like digital? I was like, ah, yeah. So then they threw me in there first. So they had digital. They did. So we had a red cam. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. It was bad. (laughs) And then we went to blue. We upgraded yeah. slightly, and then yeah, that was that was something else. And we had a piccolo too. You guys remember that? I don't even know what that is. God, it's so hard to explain because I guess it was not. I don't know if it was like a printer or like a scanner. I can't remember. I never got to mess with it, yeah. but they had them there. Yeah. So for eight years, you basically learned every aspect of it. Yes, all of it, down to those bloody impressions that you put that meme about. (laughs) Yeah, God, that's so true. So bad. So they put you in digital. Obviously, they were just doing a crown and bridge at that time? No, we did everything. So we had a removables department where I had the luxury, I guess, of duping diagnostic models. So I got to mess with hydrocolloid, which I kind of miss messing around with because I like squishy things. Yeah. <laughs> it is an interesting consistency, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's like the best. And the color, the whole fact that they make it aquamarine blue. I'm like, oh, I need that back in my life somehow. There's a couple barrels I got to cut up in my life. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say I hated it. So. Well, I know. That was the one part. I'm pretty sure I cut myself a couple times trying to uh, get it all mushed up to put it back in the machine to report. Oh, it. sure. Yeah. And again. that interesting odor. I'm not quite Ew. how to explain it, but. Well, yeah, that part I don't miss. But... <laughs> <laughs> Probably touching all that stone. Ew. So did you specialize in their digital department? Is that where you learn like all of the full arch cases or how to design them, I should say? Yeah, I would say, you know, I started doing simple stuff. I was scanning models. I was designing copings. And then when I graduated that and they said I was okay at doing that, they were like, oh, you can do single crowns and then started working on bigger cases. And yeah, that's kind of where I got my little floaties to uh, learn how it works. So eight years of doing that. And then I ended up doing layering ceramics for them. And I was their lead ceramist for a while. And I love ceramics. I still do to this day. Obviously, you know, I'm the one that does it here at the practice that I work at now, but I kind of did the digital thing, but did more layering than anything. Cause I was like a workhorse. Like I could pump out like 30 units in like two days. So they're like, oh man, put her there, you know? Oh heck yeah. 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 You have the speed and the quality. That, oh yeah. That's, that's it. What were you layering? PFM, zirconia, oh, Emacs? Yes. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> 
Yeah, all the above. I was doing PFMs. I was doing PFZ. But obviously, those didn't take two days to turn around. It was more like four or five days to do those. But the monolithic stuff, you know, when we were doing full contour zirconia, those were like one, two days. I'd be done. You know, stain glaze, fit, finish, bye, out the door with the delivery driver. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, those were quickies. You're talking about my whole week now. <laughs> yeah. Leave at noon. Those days. Yep. <laughs> what system were you using? What stains and stuff? Oh, I'm an Iva Clark girl. Are you? Yeah. Same here. Yeah, but you know what? For pink porcelain, I love GC. I love the way it turns out. It looks so real. I've heard that. Yeah. So for like teeth structure, like, you know, layering very boutique, pretty cases, I would stick with, you know, Ceram and using their stuff in my personal opinion. But um, using GC has been really revolutionary for gingiva for me, at least. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at your Instagram pages on those upper and lowers. Are you layering all of that pink in? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's got to take a long time. It does. <laughs> you know what? I'm blessed, though, that the boss that I have now, he bought me a Programat P510. So yep. you can kind of gauge internal temperatures of the arches so we avoid fractures, which is awesome. Nice. So I would recommend any ceramist out there, if you were looking to do a full arch oven, you want to avoid micro fracturing from the inside, definitely invest in an Ivoclar P510. I think P710 has that feature too, but it'll let you know when it's okay to take the arch out, which is really cool. What do you mean the oven can tell when it's time? Yeah, so you, uh, you look at this little thermal gradient that they have, and when it's blue and purple, it's okay to take it out. Now, obviously when it's red, orange, yellow, that sucker's hot. You don't want to take it out. But um, yeah, it'll tell you. Interesting. Is it like the the Blue Mountains on a Cooler's Light can? <laughs> yeah, not as good, but yes. <laughs> Where did you even pull that I don't from, know. I, oh I just God. heard that reference like a couple of days That's ago. Funny. I think you've been talking to Justin too much. Probably. <laughs> yeah. He talks to everybody too much. Yeah. So, so, so when you're doing the PMMA... What are you using for the pink on that? Like composite and who from? Yes. Oh my God. So that's my most favorite thing to do right now because mm-hmm. obviously all of us that have been doing the composites are like, oh my God, where do I get a course? How do I learn how to do this? You know, how can I make it look super realistic? I've been using Annex Dent and I, yeah. oh man, yeah. I'm sure everybody's been on that wagon, but their CEO is one like the bee's knees. I love Tay. Our sales guy, Jeremy, he's so cool. He actually helped me with a course here that we have at, like, we we just started courses, but he helped me along with a course to kind of teach other people how to use the material. And it's just like the best thing ever. You could be the worst at layering composite and this stuff would make you look like you were a pro. (laughs) Hmm. I'd like to test that theory. (laughs) I know, right? Oh, no. (laughs) Throw Elvis in there and let him try oh it. I want pictures. Yes. <laughs> I'll fly there to Kentucky and I'll watch and uh, monitor him. Make there sure he go. doesn't run. Yeah. There you go. And make him practice your name. Yes. yes. <laughs> you keep so. mentioning where you're at now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was at the dentistry school, obviously, being a digital dental instructor there. With, wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. You were teaching at the school? 
Yeah, yeah. When did this helping... come into place? Yeah, you left that part out. You got. Go did back. I black out for a second? What do you mean? <laughs> Is this during your eight years at the old school lab? So okay, we'll start there. So after <laughs> that, <laughs> after that eight years at the lab, um, I actually got text message by my old program head from the lab technology program that I graduated from. Yeah. We still kept in touch. He actually told me, hey, Marie, this is an amazing position for you to have for your growth if you want to take it. There is a digital dentistry department that they're going to be starting, and I think you would be an awesome candidate to help start that. So I was like, uh, I was a little nervous. You know, it's a university. Like, what am I going to get myself yeah. into? All these doctors? Yeah. Like, am I going to feel really small around them? Sure. But I ended up applying and I got the position on a whim, which they said they had been looking for over a year. And they mm. were like, something about you, Marith. I think, you know, you're the one for it. And sure enough, got the position. I worked there for about four years and just revolutionized the school, introduced digital dentures. We got a PM7 mill. We got oh, wow. all this technology from Plan Mecca. We got three shape. It was like just like this big digital technology dump of all these machines and equipment that a little small podunk lab that I worked at would never have been able to afford. It was just I felt luxurious. You know, I felt like I was basking in all the digital technology when I was there. I learned a lot. Did you have to develop the curriculum or were you just giving the course? Like, how did that all come about? Because it was brand new. Yeah. So we had clinical appointments set in the schedule for the pre-doc students. So we would go to the clinic like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, depending on the week and how the schedule was lined up. So we would kind of show them how to intraorally scan. And then chair side, we would help them design the crowns. And then they could come up to me in the lab. And then I can show them how to nest the crowns, whether it be in our industrial milling unit, the PM7, or it be a chair side milling unit. We had a plan mill 30 and then we had a 40S that we were able to teach them how to do same day crowns. Yeah, because that would be something in their office eventually. Oh yeah. That was smart. Yeah. So it started with pre-doc and then it went to, it got so popular. We ended up working with advanced education, general dentistry. So for the residents that were there, then we started working with oral surgery and then we started working with ortho and we had every department working with digital dentistry, which was amazing because all these people that had been so set in their ways with analog were starting to kind of want to get their feet wet and learn how to do digital. So I was like, oh man, this is awesome. So that's how I ended up at the university. <laughs> so you had two jobs. So you had your day job and that job or were you doing that full time? No, I was doing it full time. So I did all the lab work for the school. I know you guys have had a couple of people on there that have been past my time, but I was the only digital lab technician from COVID on. They kind of got rid of everybody that did analog. They laid them off, which I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but they laid them <laughs> yeah. off because, you know, they were like, oh man, digital technology, you guys are pumping out a hundred crowns a month for the school. Like, we're just going to just invest in digital. So um, I was the only one for a long time. And then when I made the jump to leave, that's when they had more people come on board to um, help them with it. No pressure there being the only I one. I know. It was, it was awesome though. I love, I love production. I'm just like, oh man, give me more work. I want all of it. And then, you know, when I have all the work, I'm like, ah, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But your days go by so fast. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, 
Oh, it's, it's I'm the same way. Yeah, just saying, I love you it. can fill me up all day long and my days just fly by. Yes. It. It's cause you know, you love what you do and you know, you see, you know, the results. I mean, at the school, I was able to see everything that I fabricated and delivered, you know, delivered in the patient's mouth. That was the most gratifying part, I think, was being able to be yeah. there for the delivery. You know, it was, it was a yeah. lot. It was good. What sort of restorations did the school do? Was it mostly just single unit? Did you see implants? Did you see everything? Everything. Yeah, we did some research. I got to print an ear. <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Whose ear? I don't even know whose ear it was, but we got <laughs> here, but I was like, oh my God, this is what I wanted to get into. Like maxiofacial prosthodontics, you know, talk about nerding out. I was able to make an ear like it was yeah. like the best ever. <laughs> Did you use three shape for that? You know what we used? I think it was blender. Oh, and, uh, nice. Yeah. And some geo magic in there too, to really formulate the ear. And <laughs> it was, it was fun. And mesh mixer, you know, everybody's yeah. favorite free free software yeah we used all three it worked out really well the ear got delivered it looked like the man's ear let me tell you it was that's good. crazy wow. yeah i don't think we've ever heard anything like that on the podcast before have we, we had somebody beth from the uk like made one ear i think she made her own ear but uh nothing oh, wow. actually like went out and seeded i don't think yeah i didn't get... how do you seed an ear anyways magnets isn't it Yes, it was magnets. Yeah. 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 We didn't get to see it delivered because we worked um, together with uh, UNC Chapel Hill. Yep. Because our director at that time, he was a UNC uh, faculty previously. So he was able to gain that little project because, you know, he's a prosthodontist and he knew how to do all the cool stuff. So we were fortunate to get the ear. <laughs> I'm sure he has it on his Instagram somewhere. I'm going to have to put that on my stories now that I do. Yeah, you should. It. No, it's I funny that. how one other part of the body can excite a dental technician so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I know. God, we're such weirdos. <laughs> Gotta love it. But yeah, yeah you, you mentioned you saw a lot of implants. Did you do the all on X at the school or do they not yeah. get into that? Yeah, that's where I started doing it. Actually, I worked with another young prosthodontist who is really talented in digital dentistry. He went to... Uh, Loma Linda, and mm -hmm. he worked in the advanced education department. So all the residents that were doing implants were able to do it with us in digital dentistry because, you know, him and I were kind of around the same age and interested in the same stuff with implants. So I think I did like a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but I did more than most people could say they would do in an educational institution yeah. at that time. But oh my God, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, You don't hear about a lot of institutions doing that full arch implant no. dentistry. I mean, I know VAs that don't do any conversions. Yep. Everything's by protocol, you know, implants seated, implants integrated, then restore. Exactly. Yeah. He's lucky. I guess he kind of, they give him a little bit more leeway to do these things and he's done them, I mean, quite well because the fits, I mean, we had no issues with any of the fits of them. And I was just like astonished. He did all the design work on three shape. And, you know, I worked with him side by side to try to be able to get these things, understand the concepts and get them really down because, you know, it's still pretty much a baby, I think, in our industry, you know? Yeah. I feel very lucky and fortunate to have been, you know, around that, exposed to that so early. How were they doing the impressions? Were they scanning back then or is it still traditional impression? 
They were scanning with trios. Yeah, they were doing the trio oh. scanning. Yep. And he's good at that. Any, what's that, photogrammetry, any of that, like the PIC system or the iCam or? So I didn't get to mess with that when I was at the school. Where yep. I'm at now is a private practice in Virginia Beach, and we have an iCam. Nice. which I wow. I don't think I could live without the thing now. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that when people get into it. Oh my gosh. Everything's just so perfect. And then, you know, you take your CBCT scan with a patient and then you see how the prosthetic just like, it's like a Lego, you know, it like clicks <laughs> in and you're like, holy magic. What is this? What is going on? This is voodoo. It's real. It's true. I believe in the technology so much because we have evidence behind it. That's the validity of the situation really, you know? All right, so you left the school yes. where yep, you're just yep. cranking out hundreds of crowns, and then you went to a private practice? Yeah, so, okay, so the the school underwent a little bit of change. As those things do, sure. Yeah, we got a new dean, and our production kind of slowed down. Mm -hmm. So me, you know, being used to that high production, high intensity, you know, always giddy, doing all... The most that I could you do. were bored. Right, I was so bored. I was so bored. You were bored. Um, yeah. I needed to jump around and like do all the things. And I got this really amazing offer to come to Virginia Beach and work for a private practice at an in-house lab. And um, it was funny because it took about four months for him to actually convince me to come work at a private practice because I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was in a private lab. I was in dental education. Then going to a private practice. I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. So it took a lot of convincing. He took a lot of pictures of the ocean, his boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, guess, come here, I know. Come here. I guess I'll come. Oh, that's cool. But I had to relocate. Kind of sucked. That was the part that was the most heart wrenching because I had to leave my family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my parents, my brother, my niece. But me and my daughter moved, my dogs moved to Virginia Beach and his full focus was on all on X and you know he had this opportunity to be able to teach at the Atlantic Implant Institute which is an educational facility that he's invested some money in that's like one block away from the beach which is awesome yeah that's nice mm -hmm. yeah we've had like two courses which we had great feedback from our doctors we had some technicians there that were able to come out which was cool and some admin but all of our attendees have been so so kind i'm like are any of y'all gonna give us anything negative about what we've done <laughs> <laughs> i need criticism to get better yes but they were all very positive so i guess we're doing a good job but yeah i ended up moving out and talk about high production we have one doctor and this man can run eight operatory chairs and two surgical rooms so we've had to add a prosthodontist on and yeah it's just full throttle like, if you want high-speed dentistry, you want to go to NASCAR, you're going to come to our practice. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is like the speed zone. <laughs> so when they brought you in, did they, have they ever had a tech before, or were you their first? No, they actually had a technician before. I think actually like three of them before me, maybe a couple more than that. But yeah, they did have technicians before me coming here. But they, they were looking for a certified dental technician, and they were looking for somebody who had a good personality that could adapt well and also be able to educate others. So it kind of fit really well. How did they find you? How did they hear about you? You said he went out to you. Yeah, he reached out to me. Oh, it, this is such a cute story. So Eric from Pink Dental, he's yeah. the one who linked me up with him. 
because he wanted Eric and you know, Eric is not viable. He cannot be purchased. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if Eric could be controlled either. No, not in the slightest. Never. Never. I swear when him and I talk, I, I'm always in tears because he just makes me laugh so hard, but he told me, you know, I think this would be a good opportunity for you, you know, for you to get back in that high production in-house labs is where it's at you should definitely try to go work for him. So it took a little convincing from Eric as well for me to make that leap. But he's the one who connected me to uh, my doctor now. Wow. And were you brought in as not only just a technician, but also the thought of you'll be educating at this facility? Yeah, we've done two, two courses now. Our third one's coming up here in February. And we do a whole lecture. We kind of go through ExoCAD and designing all on X, at least my lab side of stuff. And then last course, we implemented doing um, hands-on for the composites because, you know, there's not that many courses that you can take out there for gingival composites. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You're teaching how to layer it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Annexdent's been so supportive. They know how much I love them, and I tell them all the time. I love their Soprano Surface 2 for Zirconia. But yeah, they, they're like, oh man, go ahead, do it. You know, they pushed me to teach people how to do it because there's so many people that kind of reach out to them too. Like, how do I learn how to do this stuff? You know, I like the way it looks. What's the next step? And are these doctors that are learning it? Some of them were. That's what actually, for a uh, lame speaking of words, tickled me pink because I, <laughs> <laughs> these doctors want to learn. This is so cool. I befriended so many doctors um, at these courses. And, you know, I always tell them, hey, you know, message me anytime. It could be shooting myself in the foot to give my number to tell them it's okay to contact me. But at the same time, you know, I want people to know how to do this stuff. You know, this is this is how we keep our industry alive. Yep. Yeah. Do the doctors tell you why they want to learn it? I can't imagine a doctor taking so much chair time to layer pink composite on a full arch. Yeah. I, you know, the couple of them that did do it, I think they did it just for fun. But there were a couple of them. They wanted to see actually how hard it was to do it. Sure. Yeah. And then it can't there be were a that hard. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just like a dentist. Yeah. Um, so they have no idea. So um, they wanted to take the information back to their technicians, their in-house technicians or their lab and kind of tell them, hey, you know, exploring the material and telling them, hey, maybe you should use this. This is what I learned. But I told them, I'm like, man, you need to like bring them here. They need to experience yeah. it. You can't. I can't learn from you, you know, so that's how that goes. So what's the name of the institute again? Atlantic? Yeah, Atlantic Implant Institute. And is it pretty new or? Yeah, we just opened in September. Oh, wow. So very, yeah, it's a baby. How do you fit in lecturing and teaching and all your lab work? You know, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just gotta, oh my God, this is like our everyday term. You just gotta figure it out, you know, just figure it out. But, you know, we take time during the weeks that we do have the courses and we kind of try to schedule patients accordingly. So we're able to develop content and be able to teach it in a good manner versus slapping something together last minute. Yeah. Yeah. We do try to, um, lessen our load during the weeks that we do have our institute going sure so you're teaching with the doc right it's you and then it's him and then it's you and then it's him yep yep little switch off yep i love that do you lecture or is it all hands-on i lecture two times sometimes three for the design portion of the uh all on x prosthetic Mm -hmm. 
And then we do a hands-on course, which that was just implemented at the last class. So basically I teach three times out of the three days that we have the course. Wow. Wow. And it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's how we do it. Yep. Do you enjoy it? I love it. Yeah. I love it because, you know, when I was doing the hands-on this last time, I just saw like the joy in some of the people's faces, just how much they love doing it. And, you know, it makes you feel good that these people share the same passion for the same thing you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're acquiring a new skill, which is amazing. You know, I thrive for that every day. I want to learn something new, you know? So moving into 2023, how many courses are you going to put on? Oh gosh. You that know, many, huh? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> I know just the sigh. Um, there are a lot of courses he has lined up. Uh, I think the last time he spoke about it, we have about nine lined up for the year. Yeah. That's a lot. So, yeah. It, it, it's a lot. <laughs> Luckily, it's in a nice place. Yes. Good yeah. reason for people to go on vacation and do a little mm-hmm. learning. I take it the website is AtlanticImplantInstitute.com or something? Yes, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely worth checking out, especially ExoCAD training. That seems to be a, a hard thing to come by. Yes, yeah, it is really hard to find courses to do that stuff. Actually, I'm going to put a plug in for... Go for it. One of my most favorite mentors, if you want to take an ExoCAD course at an advanced level, beginning, intermediate, doesn't matter what level you're at. Fernando Polanco is a genius. Yes. He's helped me through stuff that I've been like, what do I do? And he's like, just the best. Humble, just so willing to teach people from every aspect, like the dentist, the technician, the assistant. He's so well-versed. His whole team there in Fresno is very good. So what kind of equipment do you guys have in the operatory now or in the lab? Okay, so we have outgrown- Probably a lot, right? Yes. (laughs) So he just did a couple million dollar build out on his practice to put an in-house lab and we have already outgrown the space. Wow. So that'll tell you something. We are growing at an alarming rate. So basically, we have our milling unit in the back with us, our M4. We use Zirkinzon. Yep. What else? We have? we have, oh my gosh, we have four printers. We have two SprintRay Pro 55Ss because, you know, you can't do provisionals without those because mm-hmm. we love our Onyx. And then we have form labs still, you know, the old... You know, old faithful. We they do work, our, man. They yes. work. I mean, they print our jaws for jaw segmentation. We're able to print models. It takes a lot of time, but yeah. You know. As long as you're not in a hurry, they're great printers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We've got in a hurry, and we've got whoa. We're going, <laughs> you know, ancient speed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we have all of our designing stations. We have two tabletop scanners. One Zirkins on. One Medit. We have two. ExoCAD dongles, we've got, there's that word, Elvis, dongle. Yeah, yeah, dongle. (laughs) The funniest word to me in our industry. Oh my God, it's the best. (laughs) And we also have all the Zirkins on modules too that we use for like nesting and milling our stuff. And, you know, we use Modelier a little bit, but, you know, we're all ExoCAD savvy and we love it so much because it's easy to use. But yeah, I mean, for now, that's what we have. Uh, We have a little VHF, like a Z4. Mm Mm-hmm. That thing hates me. (laughs) (laughs) 
They all hate me. Trust me. Oh my God. You know, I've learned like being in the digital industry, you have to treat your machines like they're people, right? Like personification. It doesn't matter how much I sweet talk this machine. It absolutely hates me. (laughs) How do we get the other technician? I call it, it's mommy because she has to come in and do everything for me. Cause every time I do something, it will mess it up. It's like, it spits it out and it's like, here you go. Do you ever think about unplugging it and put it in the corner for a while? Or yeah, I've done that. That's probably why it hates me because you know <laughs> yeah. I put baby in the corner and. So you keep saying we. How many texts do you have there? So right now there's me. There's Karina, who's another design tech. She's had 12 years of chairside experience. So wow. Yeah, she's really good when it comes to translating clinical to our lab side of things. Mm -hmm. We also have another tech that's learning, Bridget. She's just recently come over from Chairside because, you know, it's so hard to find technicians these days. And, you know, dental assistants are great people to look towards to really get them into the lab because they already have the understanding of everything dental. You know, just getting the applications of the, the lab part in their system. So right now we only have three. Oh, actually, we just hired another technician from another lab and She's great. She's actually alleviating Bridget from doing model work. So she, she's going to be our new model tech for a little bit for what little models we are doing. I was going to say, what are you pouring out yeah. models? <laughs> you know, it's for those difficult cases that, you know, we just have to analyze. And then for dentures, you know, you really want to get those vestibules and get like capture good soft landmarks, yep. you know, or soft tissue landmarks. Sorry. I know I was saying that wrong, but there's something some things in digital intraoral scanning that you just can't 100% capture sometimes. And nothing's like a stone model when it comes to a denture. I mean, I'm all for stone models still for dentures. I can't, I can't turn to digital yet. Yeah. That's pretty common thought. Yeah. It's not that good. Yeah. And then you can fit it on the model and like, see, and sometimes with digital 3d printing models, you know, the curing of the models, sometimes it, it can throw some inaccuracies there. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. any techs out there like experiencing that it's not uncommon. It, you're not it, alone. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone. It happens. So how many arches currently are you guys converting in a week? Oh, God. Like, is there one every day? So yeah, we try about 13 surgeries a month, wow. but I know for a week, wow. me alone, I'm doing about 15 to 20 arches, sometimes 25, depending on how many preliminary mock-ups we're doing, sure. revision prototypes, whether it be first or second prototypes, and then the zirconia. So wow. it's a lot. And then Karina now luckily is helping me with uh, taking preliminary designs. So, you know, it's alleviating me of doing 15 to 25 arches a week. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Is the whole implant placement and conversion, is that all done digitally with surgical guides and everything? Or So we're doing like an MUA clear guide and then our doctor places the implants and yep. then we use our photogrammetry and we link everything up that way, basically. He basically practices his surgeries on the jaw segmentations that we print out which is pretty cool. For every patient, you print the jaw, and then he practices? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've yeah, never so heard yeah. that. What an interesting idea. Yeah. It's really cool how he does it. And yeah, everybody has their jaw in their lab pan. So if they want to take it home, we give it to them. <laughs> so is that what the CT scan's for? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. We do all of our planning, our implant planning through co-diagnostics, because we're big Strauman people. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and obviously we love Neodent. All of our Neodent people have been nothing but supportive and in our practice and our institute. And, you know, they're very receptive when we need something. So that's a huge Well, I bet thing. with 25 arches a week. Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you they're at your front door. <laughs> For yeah. sure. We got big yeah. purple balloons at the institute, if that's any population. <laughs> I mean, you should have seen our grand opening. It was all Neodent. <laughs> Is there a certain resin to print? jawbone or do you just use a more common resin well we're using the custom tray resin okay. that bright blue yeah if we run out of that because we're printing so many jaws we'll try to do like gray the gray draft material yeah roll and dye material but typically we like printing with custom tray it's the most accurate we think with the jaw segmentation That's crazy i've never heard of someone that <laughs> prints the jaw every time to practice i think it's brilliant yeah I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> every surgery, yeah. That's why we're never a dull moment in our practice. Constant. Our printers are constantly going. Um, you should hear one of our form labs. Like this sucker really needs some lube because it's like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah! every time it goes down. I'm like, what is that? What just screamed? And now I know it's the printer. <laughs> it needs a break. It's not allowed to go down. Just no. Saying. Jeez. We asked him at lab day, hey, can we get some lube? I think we're still waiting on it. <laughs> no one's ever asked. I know. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, my God. After he places the implants and you scan and do the photogrammetry, do you print the convertible denture at that point? Well, we go ahead and do the design in the computer. Like, we'll either use the, the diagnostic wax-up that we did. Yeah. Or we'll fabricate a new one, depending on, you know, his instructions as to what he wants us to do. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll print in our Sprint Ray Pro S. And then our arches are done, I think, like, 45 minutes or less. And now they have bolt speed on there, which is, like, even shorter of a time than that. Then we customize it, and the patient leaves with the teeth. So that thing's printing while they're like suturing or something? No. Well, basically the patient's already been sutured. They're just kind of hanging out at that point. You know, they, they can opt out to come back in, you know, 24 hours sure. for their teeth. We're giving them that option now because, you know, sometimes the patients will get a little uneasy and I don't blame them. That's a lot it's to a undergo. a long day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Bone reduction. I mean, you, you, you are flapped. You got to get sutured. You have to deal with all these people in your mouth. I would rather go home and get my teeth, you know, the next day than sit there and wait. But they do have that option now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. What are your options on temporaries? Do you have all the shades or is it pretty limited to like four or five? Obviously, everybody wants whiter teeth. Yeah. Because the patients we see are like A4, B4, you know, C4, sometimes no shade at all because all they have is gingiva. But, um, you know, typically they'll, they'll go A1, B1. I'm seeing this trend now, though. I guess because we're doing so many, like, Hollywood white arches that B1 looks like B3 to me now. Mm. It's insane. Yeah. Wow. My eyes have adjusted to bleach. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, I always see it's white. It's all so white. But, yeah. I mean, the transition's happening to where people just want white, white teeth. Yeah. That's pretty much what we hear. Same thing. Yeah. Like, you'll give them a B1 and they'll be like, what is this? It's it's a it's natural light. It's B1. They're like, this isn't white enough. But I was like, but you approved B1 from the shade tab, you know? And it matches perfectly, but they're setting that Hollywood white. It's like, thanks, oh, yeah. media. It's all Instagram's fault. <laughs> yes, it is. 
does your doc ever come into the lab and work with you guys or? Oh yeah. All the time. He he loves being part of that whole process too, because I guess what I've heard from other doctors that have known him longer than me have told me, you know, he's always wanted to be an educator and that's what he was good at. So he learns from us and we learn from him. So it's kind of like, it's a good tool for him to use honestly at the Institute too, to teach other dentists how to you know, communicate with their laboratories mm, in an yep. intelligent way, you know? So important. Yeah. Cause he doesn't talk down to us. You know what I mean? I've worked with yes. doctors that think you're the crap on the bottom of their shoe. And with, yep. with him, he talks very nicely and, you know, he adjusts to, I guess, your mood for the day and kind of moves forward and, you know, tries to educate us better to be better for the next arch. So it's cool. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. So what's next for you? I mean, obviously you have all this free time. Um, <laughs> I know. What are you doing with this free time? What's next? I mean, you're you're already a CDT. So what do you have that in ceramics? I do in ceramics because yep. it's what I love the most. So before I came to work here in Virginia Beach, I actually applied for my PhD and I got accepted into my program. A PhD in what? Oh, it was going to be research in health professions. So wow, what's up, Smarty? No, (laughs) I really want to hone in on dental materials because, you know, I like beta testing stuff, like because we are KOLs for so many different companies right now. I think I've learned I enjoy getting the new stuff and being able to play with it and troubleshoot and have people come to me and be like, hey, did you did this happen to you? And I'd be like, no, but what happened to you? Let's figure it out. So with me, I think I'm trying to tone it down a little bit and hopefully go back into that path of either trying to rekindle the whole relationship and idea of going back to get my PhD in dental materials, or I want to become an MDT. There's not that many of them out there. True. True, true. Yeah. Like I was looking at NBC's website and I'm like, man, there's only like maybe 40 in the whole U.S. And Mm -hmm. I really, I want to get in on that. I want to be an MDT. So my next feat right now is to take my implant exam in the next couple months. So I'm studying for that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm Barb's got all the answers. Yeah. Oh, man. That's I'm, so fantastic. I'm calling you. I need- <laughs> <laughs> that is such a lofty goal. That's amazing. Yeah. I bet you out of the 40, there's very, very few women. That's just a guess, but I'm pretty sure I'm probably yeah, right. That's the most exciting part because, you know, it's just like being able to mentor too. I had so many amazing people that got me to the point that I'm at now. And I, I want to coddle that and help other people with that too, you know, and mm-hmm. help them find what they love so much. Because, you know, when I go back for continuing education or when I do something, anything, anything dental, I'm a freak. Like I love anything dental. I will do it. My fun reads are like journal publications, the latest, you know, editorial <laughs> post and the ACP, you know, the journal of dental prosthetics you know i'm just sitting there like ooh, what's new you know wow but- that's what i use to fall asleep yeah. <laughs> hey. i'm over there with a party hat and like my dancing gear with my book you know that's a party <laughs> so how long does it take to get a phd four more years yeah so the program that i was going to do is going to take about five five years yeah um, are- yeah but you know what it'd be totally worth it totally i can mispronounce your name after i say doctor so <laughs> I know, you can just before and after yeah, right? <laughs> it's the whole fact of it, it wouldn't even feel like five years my accomplishment was to try to get it before i turned 40 that's not going to happen now but i just hope that i'll still have that like motivation to want to do it because yeah 
yeah. totally understand. And then the master dental technician, what is that? Five of them or six of them? Yeah, five out of the six, which will be seven in January. Yeah. Specialties. Yeah, they're starting the digital one, right? Oh my God, oh, I yeah. know. Are you all over that one? Oh my God, yes. So I'm pretty sure you guys probably helped too with the questions, but I know they're Just doing- Just like... They don't ask me things, no. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we probably asked you- I asked them like, Hey, since I helped you with all these questions, can you like slip me the certification (laughs) (laughs) so I can have one less to take for the MDT? And they're like, um, pretty sure that's not possible, but you can take it. I'm like, Oh God. All right. You'll know the answers. I'm like, okay. So you helped do some of the questions on that new one. Yeah. I helped them with, um, Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you too, Barb? You helped them? Yep. Yeah. Yep. See? I had somebody from the lab as well. And yeah, it's been a really cool adventure. I'm so excited about it. And I think it's going to attract so many younger technicians into just why we do what we do and why become certified. And yeah, I'm super passionate about that. I love the fact that you are as well. Oh, I love that. I know because I went to NADLU in, in Arizona and, you know, I was talking to Beckett about it. So did we. Way back in the day. I know. What? Oh, yeah. Y'all, y'all already got me. See, I'm late in the game. Like, I'm, I feel, I feel well, like you're outdated. Just, we're old and you're young. There's a well, big difference. Look at all the stuff you guys are doing or have done already. Like, I, I'm yeah. late in the game. I really am. I was so Love stuck it. in the lab focusing on all this stuff. I didn't really go out and, like discover but i loved it sounds like you are now sister oh i'm trying i'm trying i'll get i'll get to y'all's level i'll be there soon (laughs) so when did you go to nadlu after covid this past one that they had oh like just recently yeah nice yeah yeah it was so cool i i love talking to other lab managers and getting their insight on how they're doing things and there's some regulations that i was like that's a regulation you know (laughs) So um, yeah, there's some important stuff to, to know. That's for yeah, sure. Gary's lecture did not go undone, even though I kind of, yep. you know, I was like, "Whoa, this is a lot of information," but I took some stuff out of it. I did. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, how do you figure out what to post on your Instagram, and how often are you posting? I'm sure Elvis knows the answer, but I don't. Oh, Most yeah. of it is her in a big Jeep. That's all I see. <laughs> That's my stories. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> only last 24 hours and then they can go away. But oh, yeah, I love driving my big car. So <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love teeth. So I think I post pretty much something every day or I try to mm-hmm. when I'm not swamped with work. And if I am, then, you know, I'll do like a later post, you know, I'll try to do that. But I think every case I try to take as many photos of. Obviously, the ones that I bond with the most. You know what I'm talking about, Barb. Oh, yeah. You bond with the arch and you're like, oh, you're my baby. You're the one yep. in the spotlight today. You know what I mean? It's talking like a ceramic, Elvis. Oh, my goodness. I'm feeling it. Is there it. one arch every day you actually bond with? I mean, you know. you don't want to, like, give it up? No, I don't. A spiritual thing. <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. It's so oh, fun. Oh, heck yeah. When it's so pretty and you're like, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into this sucker. You're like, you can't leave me. In case OSHA is listening, there is no blood or sweat in the restoration. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe after it's been delivered. Yes. (laughs) How often, once you do that, are you able to go in and see the patient? Is it every case when he does the finals? It used to be like that. We used to be able to go in for every arch, but it's changed. It's, yeah. you know, we're just so busy. Pretty damn busy, right? Yeah. 
he, he tries to get us as much as possible. So do our clinical um, technicians, you know, the ones that do all the recording, but sometimes everybody's just so busy and we're just trying to keep up that, you know, yeah. and we don't get to see all of them, but I get to see the pictures at least. So that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah but also says good things that that thing's seating and there's no adjustments. Oh, needed. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. you know, that's the answer I want to hear. And those are the ones that I want to see and be like, what did I do to make that perfect? You know? Yeah. Because there's a lot of trial and tribulation when it comes to digital occlusion. <laughs> no doubt. That's awesome. Yeah. True. So I hear you're going to Visions in January. Yes. Yep. That's going to be cool. exciting. If you thought the connections you made at NADLU were good, wait until Visions. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Vegas. And yeah. Vegas. I'm going to be a Vegas baby. Like, I've never been there before. Oh, my God. You're going to love it. Barb will show you where to go. We got to have a cocktail. <laughs> I will, Elvis. And so could <laughs> probably you. Stop it. <laughs> wait, are you going to go? You better go. Heck, yeah. He better go. Barb, Barb will be there. I'm not sure if I'm going or not. I'm in. I'm there. I'm already registered. Oh my gosh. Given. That makes my best happy. friend in the whole wide world, Heather Voss, is the incoming NADL president, and I would not miss it, but I would definitely not miss that. Definitely. That's right. I, wait, they, didn't they write up an article about her just recently? Yes. Too? Okay, I read yeah, that one. She's a badass. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. I, That's the kind of people, like I said, you meet in our industry and you just connect and then you're like forever friends. It's Aww. just... It's, amazing so well i can't wait to meet you and her in person awesome i mean i get to meet elvis in person and the whole time we just laughed i mean <laughs> it was just like connection from afar with the same humor and yeah you actually got to see me speak didn't oh, you so good. yeah and you still want to talk to me so i guess that's a good sign you had the best lecture in my <laughs> opinion i mean jack moreno's was good too but yeah. <laughs> His was probably more intelligent. <laughs> His was more very technical. Yours was fun. Yours was like, <laughs> I want to learn implants and locators because of balls. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yes. Exactly. Balls are good. Yes. You know? Oh, my God. It was so good. Oh, I had so hilarious. much fun in that one. Justin had to find me and like drag me up there. Like, hurry up. He's talking in five minutes. I'm like, I'm coming. I'm hitting people with bags. I'm mushing people in the face. I'm like trying to get to you. <laughs> it was a weird situation. It was like three floors up and down a long, dark hall. Yeah. And it was really weird. I, yeah. I don't know how I like that venue, but you know, whatever. It was fun. And will we see you in Chicago? Oh, yeah. I'm planning on going. Nice. I'm, yeah. I wanted to go last year and I'm oh. so pissed at myself that I didn't go last year because, you know, I was supposed to link up with all these amazing technicians, you know, all of our far away friends yep. and. It was just so heart-wrenching for me that, you know, I picked being stuck than going there. So this year, it will not happen. There you not go. Like yeah. Well, amazing. Awesome. Everyone, make sure you go check her out on Instagram. <laughs> RVA Tooth Fairy, right? Yep. RVA Tooth Fairy. Go find her. Go follow yep. her. See all the amazing full arches that she does. It's great stuff. I'm, I enjoy seeing it. It's cool. Agree. Thank you, guys. Yep. It's amazing. And thank you for coming on our podcast. That was great. I enjoyed talking to you, and I can't wait to meet you. I know. Me too. I can't believe I waited this long because, you know, Barb, I was telling Elvis, I was like, man, I knew about you guys when you first started your very first one. I was still at my old lab Aww. when you guys first started it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy that I'm on here right now because I remember when you guys just started. 
Uh, Five years ago, so Elvis. It's crazy. Surprised you still listen, honestly. I mean. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, look at you guys. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you don't need to suck up anymore. You're on. We're done. <laughs> I want to keep sucking up. Let me suck up. <laughs> We appreciate it, and Vegas and Chicago. We'll see you then. Yep. Yay, sounds good. All right, have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Outside of the podcast, I actually have a real job. I know, it's hard to believe. I get to work directly with dental offices to provide amazing smiles to patients. But don't we all? But I do it with data instead of a handpiece or a mill. I use data that most labs already have but don't know how to access it or use it. Enter iCortica. I-C-O-R-T-I-C-A. If your lab is already using Magic Touch, great, you're halfway there. If you aren't, then go get Magic Touch just so you can use iCortica. It will be worth it. Let's be honest, access to easy to understand information is the key to any sales or customer service position. Did I mention that they have bar graphs? This is exactly what iCortica does for me on a daily basis. Every morning, I wake up to an email showing me the risks and the opportunities across all of the customers. I can then dive in to see specific customer information and look at so much like sales by product, trends by category or restoration. I can see all the notes and I can even see their remake percentage. It allows me to know who I should talk to about what without having to spend hours digging into production software or making a ton of Excel spreadsheets. It's all right there. Every metric I need to be successful. So do yourself and your lab a favor and head over to icortica.com forward slash voices or send Rob Nazelle an email at rob at icortica.com and start understanding your dental offices in a way you never had before. Check out this episode's show notes for all of those links and we thank you for your support of the podcast, Icortica, and I personally thank you for making my job easier. Thank you so much, Meredith, for coming on our podcast and telling us all about your amazing journey. I tell you what, it definitely doesn't sound like you are slowing down anytime soon. And I bet soon we will be adding a doctor to the beginning of your name and MDT at the end for, of course, Master Dental Technician. But keep up the amazing work and keep posting it online for all of us, including Elvis, to enjoy And be sure you guys say hi to Merith if you are going to be in Vegas this weekend for the Vision 21 meeting. Keep up the good work, lady. Awesome, everybody. We appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. I had like 30 units to get out of here by like 1 o'clock and a rush case and a courier waiting on me. And I just, well...